0: Welcome to Secrets True Crime. I am your host, Amber Sitton. What is done in darkness will eventually come to light. That is the purpose of this podcast, to shine light on the story of Hayden Mayberry. Listener discretion is advised. The subject matter may involve violence, sexual content, murder, and adult themes. It is not suitable for younger listeners. You know I try to keep it to a minimum, but there will still be a few instances of foul language in this episode. This is the fourth bonus episode about the disappearance and death of Hayden Mayberry, and these episodes are designed to be listened to in order. Twenty-six-year-old Hayden was last seen at the manufactured home he was staying at on Pine Drive in the Boldo community in Walker County, Alabama, on November 19, 2019. The story told is Hayden was seen walking out the back door of the home and into the woods. For those aware of the many missing people and suspicious deaths in Walker County, Alabama, This tale of someone walking into the woods to never be seen again or to later be found deceased is all too familiar. Ill-fated stories of people walking into the woods there have become notorious, and Hayden is no exception to this. As we've discussed in previous episodes, immediately after Hayden was reported missing, the Walker County Sheriff's Office began to look for three persons of interest. You've already heard from Tommy. Charity Tessner was Tommy's girlfriend at the time, and she was one of the three persons of interest sought by the sheriff's office. I recently had the opportunity to speak with Charity. We know that Tommy had planned to pick Hayden up the night he disappeared. Tommy told us he never made it to get Hayden.
1: Were you with Tommy that night of the 19th when he was supposed to pick Hayden up?
2: Well, up until about, like, guess it was about 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock, I guess. I'm not for sure about the time he left, but he left with uh, a man named Jesse, one of our friends, and was gone for maybe a couple hours, and that was it. But I was not with him around that time. But the other time, I was that, yes, ma'am, I was.
1: Hayden didn't come back with him?
2: Oh, no, ma'am. I was in Pocahontas at the time. so.
1: And you didn't go with Tommy to Townley or anywhere?
2: Uh, no, ma'am.
1: What do you know about what might have happened to Hayden?
2: There's been all kinds of stories. And um, honestly, I don't know. Only God and Hayden knows. And I, I pray that it wasn't anything bad, but I have no idea, What he, I have no idea. So all I know is he went missing and we didn't really realize he was actually gone. So a couple of weeks later, I mean, I, I figured he would turn up. You know what I mean? Why does Walker County want to talk to you? Um, they questioned me about pretty much Tommy and Hayden's relationship, like Tommy's actions, where's his whereabouts, um, this all that kind of stuff. They, that's pretty much the only thing they asked me about the whole time I was in there. That was it, so.
1: When Tommy came home that night, he, did he, mm-hmm. how
2: was he asking? Um, yeah, I mean, normal. <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary. Regular old Tommy.
1: He <laughs> didn't mention Hayden to you that night?
2: No, we didn't mention anything. I mean, we just had our normal activities as usual. You know, I mean, we we didn't know anything had come. You know,
1: so Naomi, she told me that, like that night and the following days, that she was messaging Tommy.
2: Naomi had messaged. um, She actually had messaged me. I think it was um, on the eighteenth of that. I think it was. Real late that night, whatever, well, and saying something about, because um, he was asking how Hayden was, and she said, Oh, I'm calming him down. But uh, that was the last one I'd gotten from her. But then she had, I know she messaged Tommy a couple of times, and then after that, she's like, I think it was maybe two or three days after they had reported him missing, that she came by the house and or where we stayed at the time and was screaming at Tommy. And I don't know what all that was about, but she's been very. I don't know how you say it. It's like she's got one story one minute and another story the next. And nothing seems to add up with anything she says. <laughs> I know at one time she had called Tommy me or messaged him me and said that Hayden was going out into the woods. And and then, I mean, if my boyfriend went out into the woods, <laughs> I know that I would be wanting to chase after him <laughs> if he went out into the woods and then it's been two days later. I would be a frantic wreck. You know what I mean? I would be absolutely insane. You just don't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that don't add up to me. So, When did I she know.
1: message him that Hayden went out into the What's going woods? out into the
2: woods? I think it was on the 19th. I would have to look back at his um, and ask him, but I'm pretty sure it was the 19th. Apparently, there was a picture, sent a picture to her or something is what she said. He was in, in the woods. I don't know why she was even saying he was in the woods to begin with, but that's... What I was told. Yeah. She
1: told me that she messaged Tommy, I guess later that mm-hmm. night and the day following, telling Tommy messages to relay to Hayden because she told me that she thought that Hayden was with Tommy all that time.
2: I think she might have asked one time, "Is Hayden with you?" or "Where is Hayden at?" I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't recall her actually sending messages to Hayden. Um, I don't recall her doing that, actually, but I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Not actually sending messages to Hayden through Tommy, though. No. I mean,
1: you were there when she showed up at Tommy's house, confronting him? Uh,
2: yes, yes, I was. She pretty much got out of the vehicle, started beating on the door, and saying, uh, saying Tommy, I know Hayden's in there, or something like that. And then um, he went outside, and he said... I don't know where Hayden is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. That was pretty much it. And then she got back in her vehicle and left. They didn't almost come
1: to blows. It didn't almost get violent.
2: I actually didn't see what was going on. I I, I was here because I was like behind the door. (laughs) I don't think it would have gotten violent. I mean, but you never know. She might have tried to hit him, but he didn't tell me if she did. Is there anything that you've heard? I've heard all kinds of stuff, but I don't really know that any, I mean, I think it's everybody talking crap. And I mean, I don't think anybody's talking, I don't think it's helpful to this situation at all when it comes to all the bullcrap. I don't, I don't really know what it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like Naomi's story's is crazy. I feel like you should definitely talk to her or um, someone that she knows or someone that she trusts with. I feel like she should know more. You know what I mean? But that's just my opinion. I can't really say, but I don't know. So when you messaged
1: Naomi on the 18th to ask how Hayden Mm -hmm. was doing, what prompted you to ask how he was doing?
0: I'm going to be honest. I almost didn't bother asking that question because I thought I knew the answer. I fully expected Charity to tell me that she was checking on Hayden because he was upset because Jensen wouldn't let him see their son. I want you to hear Charity's answer and then I'll share some more.
2: Um, he had sent me, I'm saying something about how he was going to turn himself into, I think it was Cordova jail or something like that, because he was going to get his, he said shit together. <laughs> he wanted to do it for his baby, you know? He loves that little boy to death. That's what he wanted to do, was get his shit together, because he, you know, I'm sure falling back like we've all done before, but that's what he said he's going to do. And then, I don't know, he just... I don't know if him and Tommy had talked or what, but I made some show back. She actually had a pair of shoes of mine that they had told me to let her borrow, and that's what the conversation had burst went about, but I had to get my shoes back. <laughs> that was what that was about. But yeah, he said he's going to turn to Sophie, and I said, why? Because I want to get my shit together.
0: While Tommy never has called me back to complete the interrupted interview we did, he has been messaging me. The morning of the day I interviewed Charity, Tommy messaged me again. He sent me three screenshots of messages between Charity and Naomi from November 18, 2019, the day before Hayden disappeared. Naomi tried to call Charity on that day, but Charity didn't answer. At six p.m. that night, Charity messages Naomi, and she said, Hey, sorry I missed your call. What's up, sweet girl? At 8.50 p.m., Naomi responds, Nothing. I got him calming down, I believe. Just tell Tommy, please stay by his phone, or you please. Charity immediately responds and says, We will. Love y'all. At 9.24 p.m., Naomi asks Charity what size clothes she wears. At 10.39 p.m., Charity answers her and also asks, Is he doing any better? At 11.21 p.m., Naomi responds and says, Somewhat, yes. Charity also sent me screenshots of the messages between her and Hayden that night. As I read over them, it hit me that Hayden was messaging with several people on the night of the 18th, and I have screenshots from a couple of them. Instead of reading them in order of the person he was communicating with, I decided to put Hayden's part in chronological order. I want you to hear him in chronological order as well. All of these messages were exchanged on the night of the 18th. I can't see the timestamp on the first message to Tommy, but I know it was prior to 8.47 p.m. In the first message, I can see Tommy is asking Hayden if he has some drugs he wants to sell. Hayden responds and says... I any got a gram. I'm trying not to kill myself over my baby mama keeping Brayden from me. I think the word any was a typo, and it was intended to be only. I only got a gram. I'm trying not to kill myself over my baby mama keeping Braden from me. Tommy responds and tells Hayden not to talk like that. At eight forty seven PM, Hayden says She won't let me keep him, and I can only see him when she's around. I got to go. If I can't be with my son, I want to be with my mom. Then he says, I need a bullet. At 10.41 p.m., Hayden messages Charity and says, Jensen's going to think about letting me keep him tomorrow, because the day after that, I'm going to Cordova Jail. Charity responds and asks, why are you going to Cordova Jail? Hayden tells her, "'Cause I'm about to straighten my shit up completely.'" Candy Ward, Naomi's friend at the time Hayden went missing, told us that just before Hayden disappeared, he told Naomi that he wanted to go back to Jensen and raise his son in a two-parent home. While this is my opinion and I recognize that, when I look at this information and the timing of these various messages... What I see is a man who was at first devastated over not getting to see his son, but who quickly began to plan changes in his life so that he would be allowed back into Brayden's life again. Tommy told us that in one of the voice texts he received from Hayden on the day he went missing, Hayden told him that something was about to go down. Tommy says Hayden never explained what he meant by that. At 5.59 p.m. that same day, Hayden sends Tommy another message that says, I need to get out of here, Tommy. There is one other thing that I think is important about these new screenshots that were shared with me. Tommy pointed out to me that Naomi told him she was not with Hayden the night before he disappeared. And he's exactly right. Naomi told me that Hayden spent the night with Jensen the night before he disappeared. Jensen has told me that he was not with her on November 18th, and the newly provided screenshots of messages with Naomi on that night reveal the truth. Naomi was the one who was with Hayden on November 18th. So why lie about it? While nothing I'm saying is intended to say that Naomi did something to Hayden— What I am comfortable saying is that Naomi has told so many different versions of stories about the days surrounding Hayden's disappearance that it sure creates a lot of smoke around her. While I have spoken to Naomi and have exchanged a few messages with her, she wouldn't ever consent and follow through with a recorded interview for the podcast. That doesn't mean I can't share some of her own version of events that she told me combined with the stories that she shared online. Here's what we know. Naomi told me that she broke up with Hayden later on the day that he disappeared because she didn't want to be the reason he couldn't see his son. Her friend Candy indicates that instead, Hayden broke up with Naomi because he wanted to go back to Jensen and raise his son in a two-parent home. Naomi gave a long version of events for her whereabouts on the night of the 19th. She told me she went to the nearby town of Brookside, she said she was seen on surveillance cameras at McDonald's, and that she went back to the home on Pine Drive where she and Hayden were living with a group of other people to pick up J.W. Stone and Zach Jarvis. J.W. and Zach were both living with Rosa, too, and that would mean that at least according to Naomi... J.W. Stone and Zach Jarvis were both at home when Hayden walked out that back door. She drove those two to work, but she quickly got called back to pick Zach up because he got fired from his job that night. Many have described Zach as an ex-boyfriend of Naomi's and have stated that while at times Hayden and Zach appeared to be friends, there was a good bit of friction between him and Hayden at times. I asked Rosa about Zach. At that time, Jack
1: Jarvis was working for Marjax with JW. Well, apparently, Jack Jarvis, he was in drug court, so he apparently stole something from a person who was with him in drug court, stole, like, her wallet and stuff out of her backpack at work at Marjax, and he went and hid out because he thought the cops should come into my house to search for the stuff that he stole from this girl. Gotcha. So Zach wasn't around afterwards, is what you're saying? No, 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 we we went and picked Zach up on the side of the road, like over there, where it used to be Clayton Home, old Clayton Home Building, down from the thrift store. Yeah. We picked Zach up from there. Okay. That's what we picked Zach up. But
0: nothing was ever said about Hayden. Zach was arrested on the Friday following Hayden's disappearance, and he's been in the Walker County Jail ever since. Rosa is one of the ones who described occasional friction between Hayden and Zach, but she stated that they'd been getting along around the time of Hayden's disappearance. I spent a fair amount of time looking at Facebook posts and comments made in the time before and after Hayden's disappearance. Because of what I saw, I wasn't the least bit surprised to hear of the friction between Hayden and Zach. Zach made a lot of posts on Facebook in which he tagged Naomi. The day before Hayden went missing, he posted one and tagged Naomi that read, When you've been good to someone and they shit on you, just relax and watch how they regret it later. Naomi hearted that post. On October 24th, he tagged Naomi in a post that said, Just keeping it real, I love you. He also posted links to songs that would definitely be considered romantic, and he tagged Naomi in those too. One was Making My Way to You by Cole Swindell. Naomi also made a lot of Facebook posts. Her posts were interesting, to say the least. On the day Hayden disappeared, she posted, IDK, I'd wife me. Zach commented with the 100% emoji. One day after Hayden disappeared, Naomi asked, When you met me, was I mean or nice? This should be interesting. Zach commented and said, Both for sure. It excited me. Two days after Hayden disappeared, Naomi posted, I'd... F me. Zach commented on the post, You would fall in love, followed by two hug emojis and the 100% emoji. There's a lot more like these examples I just listed for you. And the point is, the post and comments left me with the impression that Zach still had very strong feelings for Naomi. Naomi. I also want to note that both Naomi and Hayden posted on the day Hayden disappeared. They tagged each other and commented on each other's posts. The comments and posts were loving and joking. Nothing in these posts gave the impression of anything wrong between the two of them, or even that they decided to break up. According to the timelines we've been given, Hayden disappeared on the 19th. Zach was hiding from the police by the morning of the 20th and had been arrested by the 22nd. Jensen received phone calls from Tommy and then Naomi on the 24th to tell her that Hayden was missing. Jensen made a missing persons report on Monday the 25th. Up until Jensen went to file that missing persons report, everything seemed to be fine and normal based on Naomi's Facebook post. But on the 25th, she suddenly started posting about Hayden missing. The first post she made that day said, I can only get on here when I have Wi-Fi. If anyone needs me, text or call. Hayden Mayberry, I won't stop looking until you're home. I love you. The next post on the same day included 26 photos of Hayden. It read, I filed the missing person report, Hayden. Please come home, please. We need you, and I'll miss you and love you. Jensen commented on that post. She said, Um, when did you do it? Last I heard, they are looking for you to question you because I filed the report. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but he's been gone for almost a week, and nobody done anything until I found out. Naomi commented back and said, Just now. They just left and said nothing about you. I'm not either, and please don't start being whatever. There is one goal in the end, and it's to find him. Ironically, on that very same day, a man that we will refer to as Stephen for right now posted a photo of him and Naomi together. He also posted the following with the photo. Hope you went home satisfied with a smile on your face. Much love. By November 30th, Naomi had traveled to Mobile, Alabama with that same man. Naomi told me that the Walker County Sheriff's Office impounded her vehicle just before Christmas 2019. It's almost eight months later, and they still have her vehicle. Results from forensic testing can take a long time, In normal times, with COVID-19, I would guess those results could take even longer now. Join us next time for the final regular episode on the mysterious disappearance and death of Hayden Mayberry. If you have any information about the disappearance and death of Hayden Mayberry, please contact the Walker County Sheriff's Office. Or you can email me at secretstruecrime at gmail.com. Or call our confidential tip line at 205-282-0740. Michael and I will ensure that all information gets to the right place right away. If you are left still wanting even more content, please check us out on Patreon. We have it filled with great information about Susan and Evan and Eric and Gypsy. This podcast is an independent podcast. That means that everything that goes into making this podcast is done and funded by me. All of the investigative tools and resources are provided by Echo 7 Foxtrot. The tragedies we highlight and investigate have had a tremendous impact on the victim's loved ones and friends we don't burden them with additional expenses to cover their cases. We donate our time and talents because we want to help and hope to find the answers they need that are so long overdue. For as little as $5 per month, you can receive exclusive access to members-only photos, videos, early access to episodes, and much, much more. By becoming a patron, you too are helping us help these families. Your support as a patron of Secrets True Crime Podcast helps us cover the expenses associated with producing a high-quality podcast, traveling to conduct field work and interviews, and obtaining the tools and equipment needed to conduct a thorough investigation. In short, your support as a patron allows us to do more for these families. Become a patron of Secrets True Crime Podcast today and let's solve these cases together. Patreon.com slash Secrets I'll also post the link on our Facebook page. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast player of choice and by giving us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. I'm active on social media and often share photos of Hayden, Eric and Gypsy, and Susan and Evan. Follow Secrets True Crime on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Secrets Crime. The audio production for this podcast is by Kane Power at PrecisionPodcasting.com.